Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, May 12th. School of the Osage will stay closed today as part of a continuing investigation into threats against the school. Wednesday, the district sent multiple communications to parents explaining it was aware of a threatening social media post that was circulating among some students. Then a second post directly referenced the school and campuses were closed Thursday. Law enforcement still investigating the threat and School of the Osage stated they would stay closed Friday out of an abundance of caution. Well, looks like another busy weekend at Lake of the Ozarks. Hot summer nights kicks off tonight on the Bagnell Dam Strip. All makes and models of cars, trucks, and motorcycles will line the strip and cruise around. You can add the Osage Beach Library to your list of finding that perfect gift for mom. That's right, a Mother's Day gift and craft bazaar takes place Saturday. It starts at 10 in the morning at the Osage Beach Library. And the Treasure Island Casino event to benefit Wonderland Camp is this Saturday afternoon at Jolly Rogers Grub and Grog. The Camden County Sheriff's Office is inviting all middle school students to apply to the week-long Junior Police Academy. It will take place Monday, July 24th through Friday, July the 28th, with full and half-day activities. Students will be exposed to several different aspects of law enforcement, including crime scene investigation, radio communications, defensive tactics, and more. Applications are available under the Current Events section on the Camden County Sheriff's website. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Key Radio keeps you in the know as we make improvements to better serve you. Because many of you listen online, we've re-engineered our website. You get there on the web at keyradio.live or through our iPhone and Android apps, Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. From the app, click the www globe symbol to see our full site. There you can listen to live radio or call KB during the daily show or see our schedule. And don't forget that beautiful donate button. Then there are menus. Click news weather to get your daily dose of what's happening. You can also drill down in the key radio link to learn all about your favorite shows, make a donation or sponsor a show. You can also read Bill's blog and follow the social media links and notice how we highlight our sponsors on each page. It's all at your fingertips, whether you have a laptop, tablet, or smartphone. It's all part of how Key Radio KEYK staff wants to serve you. Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Some high school baseball, believe it or not. We move into postseason play today. Eldon opens district tournament play. Eldon uh, with a very hot last couple of weeks. They are 18-10 and 10 going into the district tournament. Osage, not so good. They've uh, just been 6-16 six and 16 to this point. So the Indians open their district tournament play against Buffalo today. As for college softball, the Mizzou ladies lost in the second round of the SEC tournament. So they now await 
to see if they will be invited to the big dance. The MSU ladies are the number two seed, but they lost yesterday to Belmont in the quarterfinal round, so they are out of the tournament. They'll sit back and see if they get an invite to the big dance after winning 23 of their last 27 games, but probably doubtful the Lady Bears will get in. Major League Baseball, the uh, Cardinals open a series on the road in Boston against the Red Sox tonight. The Cards have struggled to start this season, just 13-25. and 25. Royals open a series on the road against the Brew Crew in Milwaukee today. NFL, the Chiefs are going to play in Germany this coming season. They will take on Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins on November 5th in Frankfurt, Germany. How about that? Of course, Chiefs, the reigning champions of the NFL, Super Bowl champs. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows and the classic game of the week every Tuesday and Friday night at 832. It is a classic matchup from local high school teams from over the years. you got to check it out tonight, 832 on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, Lake TV's got it all, including five local talk shows to keep you informed and entertained. You can also see local high school football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that too. Key Radio keeps you in the know. The Lake Area Woodcarvers Guild meets every third Monday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Community Christian Church in Camdenton. The meeting is open to anyone who wants to learn about wood carving artistry. For more information, call Doug Bibles at 573-286-1049 or check the calendar at artsatthelake.com. This message brought to you by Key Radio, KUIK 89.3 FM. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. Right back here on a Friday morning, and as they say, TGIF, thank goodness it is Friday. 
And I say it's Friday like uh, things are winding down, but things are only just getting started. Another great weekend at the lake. And as you heard Stacy Johnson mention in local news, courtesy of LakeExpo.com, hey, it is uh, time for Hot Summer Nights. Hot Summer Nights, the second Friday, May through September, 5 until 10 on the beautiful and historic Bagnell Dam Strip. And I will be down there tonight, as I have been for a number of years, telling folks uh, about what's happening. And as I like to tell folks, if you come down and you bring uh, your good-looking vehicle, whether it's a hot rod or a classic car or a rat rod, because I believe we're celebrating those tonight, you might have the flyer from your car club. And if you have the flyer from your car club, might I uh, encourage you to come on down and uh, and say hello and good morning and good evening and drop off your flyer because uh, what we're going to do there is, uh, well, we are going to uh, we're going to take a minute and we are going to uh, have an opportunity to spread the word about uh, your event coming up. If you are at the member of a car club, we so appreciate you taking time to join us that you uh, are given the opportunity to uh, to share the information about your upcoming event, your car club, uh, wherever they're at, whatever they're doing. Make sure you bring some flyers with you tonight because, as is the case, they uh, like to distribute those. And if you bring one up to me in front of Summer USA, I'll be happy to read off the information. Right now, we are sitting pretty at uh, 65 degrees. We do have some light rain moving through the region. However, there is a marginal risk of severe weather today. Thunderstorms likely this morning, then a chance of scattered thunderstorms this afternoon, a high of 81. Clouds early, then partly cloudy after midnight. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. A low of 66, back up to 87 with some morning thunderstorms possible tomorrow. 87 on Mom's Day, and some afternoon showers and thunderstorms are not out of the question. Rain chance, uh, well, this morning and during the day is right around 100%. It drops down to about uh, almost 40% on Saturday, 40% on Sunday. Clouds and 74 on Monday. Looks like some morning showers possible on Tuesday and a high of 75, about a 50-50 shot. Wednesday of next week, morning showers, a high of 80. And then for... Uh, Thursday, partly cloudy, a high of 81, showers and 78 on Friday. That's what we're looking at at this point. And this is the time, of course, when we get to see a little bit more rain than usual. 656.95, the current lake level, river level at 551.75, and the surface water temp is 62 degrees. And I am so very thankful that you have the opportunity to join us this morning and talk about what's on your mind. Kim Wetterlin is going to join me at about 8.40, and uh, we'll talk about an upcoming farmer's market. Also, our good buddy Dave Moppin is going to join us, and uh, we'll have an opportunity to take our weekly journey among the dogwoods, getting caught up on uh, what's been happening with Camden County Commission meetings, possibly a school board meeting, or maybe Dave will share some uh, uh, some time with us talking about his recent trip to Fulton. Might ask him about that. Your phone calls welcome this morning at 573-633-5395. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, David. Good morning, CJ and Dave. Good morning, Brian. Good to have all of you with us listening this morning, doing your thing wherever you're doing your thing. And I heard the phone ring, and I'm wondering if this is not a guest that uh, was set up by uh, the one and only 
Janet Dabbs with the Concerned Women for America of Missouri. Good morning. Is this Holly? Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. So uh, so what's new and exciting? I know I, I, I didn't know if this interview was actually going to take place or not. You kind of caught me off guard a little bit this morning, but that's okay. We can uh, we can get all caught up and, and talk about what's uh, new and exciting with Concerned Women for America of Missouri. So uh, what are we... Uh, what are we going to kick around this morning? So I'm actually a representative of the House District 88, and I was informed that you wanted to talk about House Bill 1169. Okay. Well, I think, uh, I don't know if we got that pushed to Monday. I thought there was a little confusion, but let's talk about it because, of course, today is the last day of the legislative session. And let's uh, first and foremost give folks a little bit of uh, insight as to what this bill is all about. Okay, great. So House Bill 1159 is a bill I filed back in February. It's a transparency and informed consent bill regarding any gene therapy that is being injected into our food supply, whether that's mRNA or any additional gene therapies that they might come out with in the future. Right. And what the bill states is that it's the choice. It would, it would require the product labeling of any meats um, or uh, topical or aerosol products that we may um, ingest through our skin mm-hmm. or um, orally. And it just gives people the informed consent to know what they're consuming. In the United States, we have over a 1,000 chemicals that are allowed into our food supply by the FDA that are not allowed in other countries. And it is my firm belief that we deserve to know what is going into our bodies and what we're feeding our children. Sure. Uh, the bill didn't prohibit or ban anything. It just stated that if you are going to use those products to vaccinate your cattle, pigs, um, chickens, or put it into, you know, any genetically modified products, that you had to include it on the label. Well, I certainly think that makes sense. I mean, we do. It's interesting because... I don't know how many people do this. I do it on occasion. I look at uh, what's in something. Uh, uh, of course, there's a number of preservatives and things that they use in food to uh, uh, to make it last longer. Of course, to make it uh, grow faster so that they can get it in the ground, uh, get it grown, get it picked or shipped and off to market so that they can, uh, you know, roll in the money. But we don't always know what's in there. A lot of times when we talk about food, especially here in the last, I don't know, how many years there's been a huge uh, concern as far as GMOs and things along those lines. And I don't think people truly understand what that is all about. So I would imagine maybe uh, along with this bill, uh, a bit of an education process is necessary. Is that something you've been doing as you have been uh, kind of trying to get people's attention as to what's in their food? Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest with you, I'm not the first legislator that has filed this bill. Five other states before I filed it here in Missouri had already done so. And now we're working with five other states. We're, we're absolutely bringing awareness to this. What, what, what we found is, is that the United States Congress has removed the country of origin labeling from all of the, the meat products that we take in from other countries. So, you know, our, our beef and our, our cattle, our pigs, You know, any of those meats that um, people consume can come from anywhere in the world. We don't know that they come directly from Missouri. Mm -hmm. Even though Missouri has a placard placard law, it is not enforced. And so uh, countries across the globe are already doing this with the COVID vaccine and mRNA. And when that's in the food supply, 
it's, it's sent into the, the United States, and we, they don't have to, by law, tell the consumer where that meat came from. It could come from China, Argentina, Australia, Chile, any of those countries. Right. And so what our bill was designed to do, and many of the bills across the country, um, they, we're just trying to give consumers informed consent on what they're putting into their bodies. There's a very huge difference between a genetically modified product and a product that genetically modifies you. Mm-hmm. And when you start to put mRNA into products, it, there's a very different um, reaction that happens uh, internally. How well is, is this bill being received? I would imagine that uh, uh, there are obviously certain groups, uh, cattle producers, pig producers, uh, people that uh, deal with livestock, uh, people that deal with, uh, you know, the produce that we have in our stores. How are they looking at this? Do they seem to be in favor of it? Is this something that uh, you're getting any resistance on from these uh, from these groups and organizations? Absolutely. I'm getting a ton of resistance from the Missouri um, agricultural industry. But I'll tell you, I was endorsed by the United States cattlemen. They came out in favor of House Bill 1169. They did a press release letting people know that they are completely for informed consent. This is something that they're going to be looking at, even putting together a working group to kind of work through these issues and be able to work with farmers across the country. This bill is is not anti-business. It's just pro-people. And so I I absolutely love our small businesses, our farmers, um, but... What's very extremely important to me is, is that we give informed consent when, you know, our, our people are going to the store. They, they deserve to know what they buy. We label everything. We label GMO, non-GMO. We label grass-fed. We label pasture-raised. We label free-range, you know, all these kinds of stuff. So it makes sense to me to label something that could potentially be harmful. One of the terms that I know comes up quite a bit in discussion with people is when they go to shop and they uh, go through the produce section of the store, organic versus non-organic. And it's interesting, and I found this out, uh, it's been several years ago from someone who said, you know, organic isn't necessarily what people think it is. And I don't know if that kind of factors into what we're talking about as well, because it's the word organic and the fact that it costs more, but people are saying, well, it's organic. It's grown organically. It's got to be good for me. Uh, is there any, uh, is there any concern when we get into organic versus non-organic? There is, um, I can't speak to exactly the differences in organic because, um, the, the stipulations are different across the board for whatever we're talking about, whether it's produce or meat or, you know, like the, the, the chemicals that they use and the pesticides and different things, all of those things are, are different um, based on the industry. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to use gene therapy, whether it is produce or it is livestock, it is something that we need to take a look at and, and make sure that people are, are aware of this. Um, I would I would definitely think that it wouldn't be considered organic if you're changing it genetically. But, you know, it's something that we, we definitely need to look at. Now, you mentioned this is something for the people. So it's it's not necessarily one side of the aisle versus the other side of the aisle. So I would almost think that uh, all of the legislators would be on board with something like this. Uh, what is the general consensus or the overall vibe that you get from uh, from legislators in terms of uh, pushing something like this just to let people know what's going on? Well, I absolutely couldn't even get it out of committee. It's gone all over the country and in these other states that have gotten it a whole lot further than I have. But the lobbyists in Missouri and the legislature are very, very powerful. And we had had 7 million views on Twitter, 30,000 reshares on this. 
We have people calling from all over the country asking Missouri to be the first one to do this. Mm -hmm. And legislators didn't feel most. I shouldn't say all. I have a great um, group of of legislators that want this um, wholeheartedly and really helped try and push this. But there are a lot of them that are just ignorant to the subject. And the ones that do know don't care because we've been told all we're doing is creating fear in the consumer. Well, I think fear in the consumer, we should be more worried about what's in there that we don't know about than what's in there that we do. Isn't that what our federal government is good at, creating fear and paranoia, similar to COVID, similar, Absolutely. similar to all the things that uh, uh, we deal with now? And, 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 of course, fear and paranoia. Heck, if you don't like something, don't go to Washington, D.C. and protest about it because there's a good possibility if it's not uh, along the lines of uh, what they feel is, uh, is good for people to be doing, you may very well end up in jail or in prison January 6th. 2021, and uh, I couldn't understand. Well, I guess I can understand it, to be to be quite honest with you, the fact that there are probably certain things that uh, people don't want us to know about. And uh, would, would the labeling process, would it, would it be different than what already exists? Would it be included with what exists? Would there be a special uh, place on a product to uh, really uh, see this, or, or how would it be presented? It would be, I would think that it would be just on the nutritional facts, the same way that you can pick up a box of Cheerios, and on the back of it, it says bio-engineered food product. Mm-hmm. Half of the things that we eat, um, half is probably a stretch, but all, you know, things that come in a box or a can or, or you know, um, in the, on the shelves in these grocery stores, you can pick them up, and right. so many of them, literally on the back, say bio-engineered food product. Well, most people don't even know what that means. Right. That means created in a lab. So th- these are natural foods that come from our earth, our God-given right to understand what's, what's in our food. It should be at the, at the top of the priority list. But, you know, Americans consume all kinds of things, and I just think that they should have that choice. Take diet soda, for example. Diet soda clearly on the label says aspartame. We've known at, for, for decades that aspartame is not good for you. Right. It's an artificial sweetener that creates all kinds of issues in the body. People still drink Diet Coke, right? So... People would have the choice to eat whatever they wanted, but I feel that people should have the choice to also not eat the things that, you know, could potentially be harmful to them. This brings up a whole myriad of questions that, um, as you were talking here this morning, there have been issues over the past as far as types of uh, substances, chemicals, and the like that are put in uh, our food to replace, let's say, natural sugar. For example, I remember when saccharin was a big uh, a topic of conversation. Red dye number two was a big topic of conversation. And uh, the media was all over this. Yet, at this point, they're really not talking a whole lot about it. And from what you're telling us, uh, it's not being very well received by certain groups because obviously they see something here that could very well uh, slow down the purchase of, of their products if people actually knew what was in it. Uh, are there a lot of, let me ask you this, I mean, in doing your research of finding out about what is in our food, are there certain products that uh, maybe you found were a little bit more favorable than others? And I don't know if you want to get into naming names, but certainly there are some things that uh, maybe people need to keep in mind when they uh, go to the grocery store, because I know right now the biggest 
the biggest hurdle that most people are trying to overcome is how much they pay for their groceries. And uh, the price of meat is going through the roof. And uh, along with, uh, you know, recessions and and, uh, the economy, the focus seems to be on money. Uh, Certainly, a lot of these companies that include the uh, things that you're talking about here this morning uh, probably don't want to have to uh, take any flack at the checkout uh, line. But you know, I, again, would think that it would make all the sense in the world to want to let people know just exactly what is in their food. Because typically, what do we look for? Things like protein, uh, fat, uh, the vitamins, uh, you know, sugar. There, there are obviously certain things that we look for when we purchase different kinds of products. But uh, price point is, is huge. So are there things out there that... Um, might be a little bit more favorable for people, or is it, uh, for lack of a better word, a crapshoot? Well, so honestly, because there's no labeling of this right now, it, it is kind of hard to know. But I will tell you, after having at length conversations with farmers across the state, they're not using these technologies yet. Mm-hmm. But you can go to the Merck Pharmaceuticals website and print off, this is literally what I did, I printed off the information on the mRNA swine vaccine that they're trying to push. So, uh, unfortunately, pharmaceutical companies are so very powerful, and they do not want – I mean, we saw this with the vaccine, right? We saw the push. We saw the incentive, free pizza, free donuts, gas gift cards, whatever, if you'll only get vaccinated against COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not an anti-vaccine person, but I'm an informed consent person. We were never given informed consent on the risk versus benefit on the COVID-19 vaccine from any of the companies. Pfizer was making $320 trillion a quarter on the Pfizer uh, COVID vaccine, right? right? Which they have since removed that monovalent vaccine, that first dose, from the shelf. And COVID has mysteriously disappeared. Strange, right? Mm. So I think the pharmaceutical companies sadly control the narrative. And what happens is, is that you run into, you know, companies that, that don't want to talk about it. They don't want to come to the table and have the conversations of what is going on. And so that means that legislators like myself and those across the country, we're working with a five additional states since I have filed this legislation, they want to come to the table and have the conversations to protect their states and their citizens. Where does the government factor into all of this? And when I say that, I mean, is, is the government partnering up with some of these groups that oppose what it is you're trying to get out? And, and, and if so, uh, why is that? Because I thought our government was here to help us and look out for us and keep us safe. Well, I think the biggest lie ever told is from someone that says, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, right? <laughs> right. Unfortunately, most, most government officials are not here to help. Mm-hmm. And I'm a freshman legislature. I came into uh, the body in Missouri. Um, I was elected in November just this last year. Today is the last day of my first session. You know, I believe that God will lead you if you're open to those discussions with him and, and, and to be led. And I feel like he put me here to have a voice and to speak for the people. And that's very difficult in a place like Jefferson City where lobby money is extremely powerful. Sure. But there are a group of us that do care about people, that want to protect them and, and fight for, you know, the, the, the God-given rights that we have. Because as we've seen, big governmental overreach is removing those rights each and every day. Conservatives are being silenced. They're being told to sit down. And I was made to stand in the gap. And I think that there are a lot of Americans who feel the same way, including a, a, a big portion of the legislature. 
Well, this is interesting because I think um, if we can trace a lot of this stuff back to uh, the health problems that it causes, and and again, I don't I, I don't realize, uh, or, or I don't think people realize that there is so much that comes from what you put in your body. Now, I will tell you that I think a lot more, a lot of people are starting to take matters into their own hands. I really do. Um, to to an extent, obviously not all of us could raise, raise cattle or, or pigs or chickens. Uh, some people around here do. Some people grow their own produce and are, are very uh, cognizant about what they're putting in it as far as uh, helping it along with fertilizers and different things like that. And, you know, that kind of goes back to a, a, a lot of other things that uh, we sometimes keep in mind or uh, if there are other contributing factors, maybe we don't. And I, you know, was talking about price and things like that. But um, in terms of, of, of health issues or health problems, uh, talk a little bit about, uh, with the time we have left, some of the things that you're hearing about medically. What are some of the, the things that people are dealing with as far as issues? We talk about, uh, I'm sure, cancer being one of them. But uh, anything else that is uh, that is really prevalent with some of these uh, various substances that are being put in our food? Well, and I think that the, that, that is definitely a conversation to have. And I think that the uh, people of Missouri and across this nation need to educate themselves on what it is that they consume. Um, I think we become very lackadaisical in that area because convenience is, you know, the most important thing when it comes to, you know, being busy and, and, and feeding our family. But to be honest, medically, we don't know what we don't know, mm-hmm. right? And there haven't been enough studies to be able to say that this is safe and effective to be putting into something else. Just the uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I spoke at the Constitution Party's annual conference with the inventor of the mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone, and we were talking about my the bill that I filed, um, but as well as the the technology that he developed that was never supposed to be intended for this type of treatment. Mm-hmm. So his technology was never never intended to be in, in injected into vaccines and used in people. Um, so we don't know what we don't know. And there needs to be a much uh, greater studies done, long-term studies. You know, most vaccines in and of themselves go through a decade or more of, of you know, group studies to, to understand what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, later in, in the future. So I think that the same thing needs to happen with food. I don't think that we just start, you know, putting that in there. And by the way, since I have filed this bill, I have had people across the country, educated people. I I had a senior research engineer from um, Caltech uh, Riverside location out in California who had told me that they've been doing this and and studying it and putting it into lettuce in in their field for two years. So they're studying this and trying to see, you know, how, how it works and, and if they can get it to market. Now, I don't know when that will be. They don't either. I don't think that this is something that is on our shelf right now, but it is something to, to watch and to make sure that we're educating ourselves, you know, on the future of our food supply for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this didn't even make it out of committee, you said. So with that being said, before I let you go here this morning, um, let folks know where they can go to find out more about this. Uh, do you have a, a website, a, your personal website, a Facebook page, and or some other outlets where people can get uh, more information and, and kind of understand, uh, hopefully a little bit better, on what it is uh, you're trying to get through? Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on Facebook. I don't love social media. I think that um, we're, we get a lot of censoring. 
but I do try to put as much information there as possible. So it's Holly Jones, J-O-N-E-S, for Missouri. And you can find me there. Um, I, like I said, I, I put updates and different things on that. I also have a website. It's Holly Jones, the number four, M-O.com. Mm-hmm. And you can find us and what we're working on also at house.mo.gov. It's just the Missouri Legislator um, homepage, and you can search for my name. And you can also see what other legislators are doing. We, the people, need to get involved in our local and state politics, also on a national level. I think sometimes people feel so small that their voice would never be heard or their opinion doesn't matter because they're just one person. But getting involved and being a part of a group or a movement and working with your local legislators, that's why we're here. We're here for, for people. And if you can't get your state representative or your state senator to listen to you, call me. I will. Very nice. Watch what you wish for, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I had almost 500 calls to my office over this bill. We received thousands of emails. Um, and I was happy to have each one. It means that we're doing something right and we're educating the public. The system works when the, the public gets involved with their elected officials. That's who put us here. No one in the Capitol put us in that building. They didn't elect us to be, um, you know, making laws for this state. Our people did, and our constituents are what matters. And I think that people need to remember, these elected officials need to remember who put them in these positions. I think sometimes after we're encouraged to head to our polling places to vote, we forget about, uh, you know, the things that uh, are still possible that we have the opportunity to reach out to our representatives and to uh, let them know exactly how we feel. That's why we put them there in the uh, first place to do our business for us, not to tell us how we're going to live, right. but to tell them how we want to live. And we expect them Absolutely. to, yeah, we expect them to, uh, uh, to go out and take care of business for us. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in this morning. I, I apologize. I wasn't anticipating your phone call, but at the same time, uh, I noticed that, uh, the folks uh, checking us out here, uh, the numbers went up pretty quick. So you might, uh, get some, uh, some callbacks or folks visiting your, uh, uh, your website. And I certainly hope you do. And, uh, I would love to uh, be able to maybe have a talk about this in, uh, in detail and at length, uh, possibly down the road. But thank you so much for taking some time to join us this morning, and uh, I appreciate it, and thank you for doing what you're uh, doing to represent the people. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless you. 834. We need to jump into our bottom of the hour break, lakeexpo.com. Stacy Johnson with local news, Lake TV, and Chris Schneider with a check of sports. And speaking of produce, we'll be talking with Kim Wenerlin about a farmer's market coming up. And we'll do that on the other side of our bottom of the hour break. You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, May 12th. School of the Osage will stay closed today as part of a continuing investigation into threats against the school. Wednesday, the district sent multiple communications to parents explaining it was aware of a threatening social media post that was circulating among some students. Then a second post directly referenced the school and campuses were closed Thursday. Law enforcement still investigating the threat and School of the Osage stated they would stay closed Friday out of an abundance of caution. 
Well, looks like another busy weekend at Lake of the Ozarks. Hot summer nights kicks off tonight on the Bagnell Dam Strip. All makes and models of cars, trucks, and motorcycles will line the strip and cruise around. You can add the Osage Beach Library to your list of finding that perfect gift for mom. That's right, a Mother's Day gift and craft bazaar takes place Saturday. It starts at 10 in the morning at the Osage Beach Library. And the Treasure Island Casino event to benefit Wonderland Camp is this Saturday afternoon at Jolly Rogers Grub and Grog. The Camden County Sheriff's Office is inviting all middle school students to apply to the week-long Junior Police Academy. It will take place Monday, July 24th through Friday, July the 28th with full and half-day activities. Students will be exposed to several different aspects of law enforcement, including crime scene investigation, radio communications, defensive tactics, and more. Applications are available under the current events section on the Camden County Sheriff's website. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. There is a saying that there is no free lunch, meaning there is a cost to everything, even when it appears to be free. Your free account on social media costs you invisible connections to companies trying to sell you stuff. So it is, even with Key Radio, because there are costs to bring you local programming, and we need your help to pay the bills. If you love our purpose, please donate. If you need to use advertising dollars, Key Radio can give you a promotional benefit of sponsorship underwriting. Key Radio features programs in every area of life, politics, business, family, entertainment, education, faith, and media. In Christian circles, we refer to this as the Seven Mountains. We don't relegate any of these subjects to once a week, and we seek content rooted in truth more than opinion. If you have a message to get across, contact Bill M. at OrionCenter.org to talk about how Key Radio can help. Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Some high school baseball, believe it or not. We move into postseason play today. Eldon opens district tournament play. Eldon uh, with a very hot last couple of weeks. They are 18 and 10 going into the district tournament. Osage, not so good. They've uh, just been 6 and 16 to this point. So the Indians open their district tournament play against Buffalo today. As for college softball, the Mizzou ladies lost in the second round of the SEC tournament. So they now await to see if they will be invited to the big dance. The MSU ladies are the number two seed, but they lost yesterday to Belmont in the quarterfinal round, so they are out of the tournament. They'll sit back and see if they get an invite to the big dance after winning 23 of their last 27 games, but probably doubtful the Lady Bears will get in. Major League Baseball, the uh, Cardinals open a series on the road in Boston against the Red Sox tonight. The Cards have 
haven't struggled to start this season, just 13-25. and 25. Royals open a series on the road against the Brew Crew in Milwaukee today. NFL, the Chiefs are going to play in Germany this coming season. They will take on Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins on November 5th in Frankfurt, Germany. How about that? Of course, Chiefs, the reigning champions of the NFL, Super Bowl champs. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows and the classic game of the week every Tuesday and Friday night at 832. It is a classic matchup from local high school teams from over the years. you got to check it out tonight, 832 on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. We're introducing something new on Key Radio called Ozark's Voices. Express yourself anytime on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org and I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine. Hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to billm at orioncenter.org. That's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. And be a part of Ozark's Voices. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Many people don't know that the Bible speaks about dinosaurs, even though we use the names from those biblical descriptions. Consider behemoth, a term commonly used for really big things. We read in the book of Job's chapter 40, Behold behemoth which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. His strength is in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. His tail is like a cedar and the sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze and his limbs like bars of iron. He lies in the covert of the reeds and marsh. If the river is turbulent, he is not frightened. No one can take him with hooks or pierce his nose with a snare. I can imagine that passage describing an Apatosaurus or Brachiosaurus or Diplodocus, any of the large plant-eating dinosaurs who occasionally supported their weight in shallow lakes and rivers. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. Welcome you back to The Daily Show. It is uh, kind of a rainy morning. Yes, it is, but uh, what do they say? May showers bring, or wait, no, that's April showers bring May flowers. So maybe May showers bring June flowers. I know they've brought some flowers. They've also brought some weeds. But it's nice to see that underneath all those leaves that we've moved out of the way, that there is grass growing. And that is a very reassuring fact. But there's going to be more grass growing, I hope. (laughs) That's the goal anyway. 
Right now, 65 degrees in Osage Beach. We're looking for some thunderstorms off and on today. And that uh, rain chance uh, with this uh, marginal risk for severe weather today is at 100%. Partly to mostly cloudy, a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. And a low tonight of around 66. That rain chance tonight at about 25%. For the weekend, how about some morning thunderstorms? Uh, Close to 40%. And a high of 87. Then on Mother's Day, maybe a little rain, some showers, some thunderstorms. A 40% chance for that. And a high of 87 degrees on Mom's Day. Now, there is still time, trust me, as a... uh, as a highly sought-after procrastinator, don't put off today, which you can postpone until tomorrow. Uh, I uh, highly regarded procrastinator. I, I did wait. I did not act as quickly as I should have. But fortunately for you, there are companies that uh, will take care of you. I'm sure there are plenty of uh, florists locally. Uh, I know there's a florist in uh, Florissant, Missouri, where mom lives, that uh, was was happy to hear from me yesterday. The lady's like, and, and, and when I talked to her on the phone, this is kind of the conversation we had. I said, I know it's late. She said, do you want something for Mother's Day? I said, yes, ma'am, please. Well, I can help you, so don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. She says, I have enough people. She goes, around the, all of the big holidays where flowers, you know, flowers are a big one. As part of the holidays, she goes, I bring on extra people. I order extra flowers, so don't worry. As long as as it's something that I have, I can help you. I said, thank you so much. I said, you're a wonderful person. I said, you have incredible patience, and and I'm sure you're probably going to be getting calls on Saturday. She said, I've done this for years. I know how it works. So, yes, I'll probably be getting calls on Saturday, or people will be walking through the door. Don't get Mom a vacuum or a wash machine or a... Uh, I don't know anything else uh, that, that, that she doesn't really, you know, don't, she, she said, well, I, well, I'd really like a vacuum cleaner. Well, okay, maybe another time, you know, just go by and pick it up. Better yet, go buy her one. And when she walks through the door, stand there and, and you be the one using it this time. 845 is our time. Lake level at 656.95. River level at 551.75. Surface water temp at 62 degrees. And we are having a blast. Dave Moppin will join us coming up in the, let's see here, the, oh, Mayflowers bring pilgrims. That's nice. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And uh, certainly the opportunity to uh, to talk a little bit about uh, all the great things that are happening as the weather kind of helps us along with uh, growing things, the growing season. And the nice thing is about it is that uh, we have farmer's markets popping up all over the place. And there's a new farmer's market coming to the area. As a matter of fact, it's going to be out in Max Creek. And my guest, who I've known for quite some time, it's great to see her in the studio, I see her other half, not her better half, but her other half uh, from time to time. He comes in and talks uh, with us, and that would be Bradley Berg. Kim Wetterlin is joining us here this morning. We're going to talk about this uh, brand-new farmer's market. It's in Max Creek, and it's going to be right there on the property at uh, Encompass Purpose, right off of Highway 54. So my thinking, first and foremost, is location, 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 and what a great location. It's Perfect. It's perfect. I have uh, so far a few people that have been coming in, mm-hmm. and we've been doing it every Saturday um, from new or excuse me eight to twelve. 
Um, we are actually lo- located at 52 Pavilion Circle in Max Creek. Right. Um, I have one vendor that comes in, and she makes her own sweet agua fresca. It's a refreshing drink. It's caffeine-free, vitamin-rich. It's non-dairy, non-alcoholic. Right now, she's been doing a strawberry hibiscus, mm-hmm. which is really good. And then the other one she's doing is a cucumber lime. I can't wait to try that one. And she makes those right there on location. She makes them at home, and she brings them in, and um, they've been selling great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. What a great way to start your day with something healthy. Exactly, exactly. So then I have another um, vendor. Um, We have a lot of farm fresh eggs. Um, Another vendor that will probably be starting within the next month, and they will be doing fried pies, homemade pies, breads, canned fruits, vegetables. Mm -hmm. They'll have meats. So this is going to be like a traditional farmer's market. Yes. Yes. And Lots so, of things that you can buy that uh, people grow and people raise and things along those lines, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's absolutely no cost to mm-hmm. set up at our location. Um, just come on Saturday. They come about 7.30 to set up mm-hmm. and it starts around 8. And we're just really excited because we're going to be starting an RV park out there. I didn't know if you knew about that. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, you had been working with the folks down the road from you there at Ballparks National. Yes, we are. And we talked to, uh, I actually talked to Jeff Renetti about that, and he was excited to have an opportunity for people who want to come down and RV uh, to have a place that is just a hop, skip, and a jump from where they're located, Ballparks National, that is. And and have you know the the ability to just uh, zip down the road and go see their their kids play ball or softball or whatever it is that they're they're going to be doing over there and that uh, that's huge for you guys. Uh, if you mind, if we get off topic for just a second, uh, as far as the RV park, how many uh, how many what do they call them? How many uh, slots? Spots. Spots. Or, yeah. Slots. Um, I'll have our, we will have about 24 spots, and we decided to do them 30 feet apart to give everybody more room. Right. And we will be slowly adding in picnic tables to each spot, mm-hmm. a fire pit. Um, we're um, also talking about having a general place with picnic tables and grills for people to come and talk and get to know each other. Sure. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. Good morning, Rich Clark, and you too, David Thomas, and Jake Evans. Thanks for checking in with us this morning. Uh, I want to just say that I think, again, the location of this particular farmer's market is going to be perfect, just perfect, right there on Highway 54. You get all kinds of traffic that uh, will be passing by. And obviously, you'll have people that want to come check it out. It's on their mind. They get up uh, Saturday morning. Hey, let's go to the uh, farmer's market there at Encompass Purpose in Max Creek. But all the people that are just going to be cruising by that see it and whip in there, that's going to be uh, that's going to be really good for the vendors with whatever they have. Yes, I'm super excited to be helping out those people. Kind of, I, I look at it as, it, as paying it forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do something good for the people around us. And you've got a lot of room there in the front of the place when you drive by. There's all kinds of room. Oh, there's a ton of room, and it's just amazing. 
So what you said paying it forward, uh, what prompted you to want to do a, a farmer's market? Uh, Somebody approach you and say, man, that is prime real estate for a farmer's market. <laughs> no, nobody approached me. And, you know, I'm just looking ahead of... You know, I'm I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting older, and so I would love Don't to remind me. I know, isn't it funny? Um, I would love to maybe have bees and make my own honey and have chickens, and you know, I just. You just don't have the time, so let them bring their stuff over, and you'll buy it from them. Exactly, <laughs> but eventually, I'm hoping I'm going to be that way. There's nothing better than local honey. I tell you what, straight up. If you can find people around here that have bees and are selling, and some people give it away, but if they're selling local honey, it's perfect for allergy sufferers. I mean, just just perfect for allergy sufferers. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And chickens, too. Uh, you know, local uh, guy says, uh, you know, buy locally, grow your own. And if you do that and you have some excess and you'd like to make a little bit of money because uh, there's that small matter of maintenance when it comes to bees or chickens or anything else that you're doing, you can make some money and put it right back into whatever it is that uh, that you've got set aside. So 8 until noon on Saturdays. Is it going to start this Saturday? Is this? It started a couple weeks ago. Okay. And it, yes. I'm a little late to the party. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that's you know, my life, right? <laughs> it's kind of slow. It's slow moving right now, especially I think it will be so much better once we get the RV area up and going and they're going to have fresh baked goods in the morning for anybody that wants to have some breakfast and I'll right. probably eventually be doing coffee out there too. Well, no better time than the present. So uh, tomorrow morning it should be up and running. And if you'd like to uh, swing by, uh, as far as things go, we obviously want to put some contact information if people do have questions and, uh, you know, things like, how early can I get there? Well, I guess if uh, there's no fee, you can just roll up and start setting up anytime you like. Yeah. Yeah. So if uh, if, if folks want to put that, uh, that out there, what is... Uh, uh, what is uh, a good way to get a hold of you, Kim? They can get a hold of me a few different ways. Through my RV park, it's called RV There, Max Creek, Missouri. You can find me on Facebook and send me a message on Messenger. Or you can call me at 651-724-8485. Simple enough. Simple enough to do. I will tell you that uh, a lot of folks enjoy the farmer's market. It, it's kind of like one of those things that people just enjoy, you know, getting out in the morning. You get up early on Saturday. You go hit the farmer's markets, and there's a lot of them. But like I said again, folks, this is prime real estate. This is right off of Highway 54 in Max Creek. And, you know, maybe you uh, go to the farmer's market and uh, stop in and grab some breakfast somewhere or check out the Max Creek Park. Jerry Palmer would love any opportunity for me to promote the uh, the Max Creek Park and uh, stop by and see what they've got going over there. Yeah, get some of your uh, farmer's markets, uh, farmer's market goods and head on over to the park and, and, you know, go enjoy them or something like that. Yeah, there's a wonderful restaurant, too, in Max Creek. It's called Rise and Shine. If Rise you've and ever shine. had a chance to stop there, their her food is amazing. Rise and Shine is there. And they've got several restaurants. Don't they have a place called the Hillbilly Hut, something like that? They do have a the Hillbilly Hut. And then they've got the burger place down the road. Um, The Burger Basket. Burger Basket. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, 
Yeah. All, and all those, look at, look at all those nice plugs we put out there for them this morning. So, I know. People helping people. You're absolutely right, Kim, when you say uh, you're going to pay it forward. Uh, so is, let, uh, kind of off topic again, is the uh, is the RV park open yet? Are you working on it? Uh, do you have any slots available for people? I don't right now. Oh. The RV park, um, all my electrical ha- and sewer and water have been put in. Uh-huh. I just need to get my electrical boxes um, hooked up right. and get some rock brought in, and I'll be ready to go. There you go. Yeah. So are you officially in charge of all this? Yeah. <laughs> trying, trying. It's, it's Yeah. Very overwhelming sometimes. Oh, goodness. Well, it keeps you busy, and then uh, it can probably help keep your mind off other things. Absolutely. (laughs) Farmer's markets. Now, I don't know, and and this is another question I have to ask because I just don't know. As far as uh, farmer's markets go, there are certain kinds of farmer's markets. There's traditional farmer's markets where they sell produce and meat and things that people bake and, you know, things along those lines. And then there are other farmer's markets where they just, you know, if you want to come out and sell your stuff, uh, yeah, come, yeah. On, come on and do it. I don't know if you, if you have any rules or requirements as far as your farmer's market. I would say if you bring it in, and set it up, make sure you clean it all up when you leave and things like that. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, we have definitely it needs to be very friendly. Mm. You know, we have children around. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I do have a guy that's going to be eventually, I, within the next month, do some woodworking. And um, I have another person that's going to be selling some herbs and crafts, and it's just going to keep growing over the years. Well, I certainly am happy to hear about this, but uh, like I said, folks, the real estate on this thing is huge. So if you want to get it out there in front of uh, hundreds of people on a Saturday morning, this is absolutely the way to do it. Uh, is there anything else going on over at Encompass Purpose right now? Or are you guys? Uh, well, it sounds like you got your hands full at this point. We have our hands full, and we'll be uh, once we get settled in there, we'll be shifting over to Encompass Purpose. Well, I hope that uh, everything works out. And so now add this to the list of things that you can do uh, on a Saturday morning around the Lake of the Ozarks. And uh, who knows? You know, you're going to find uh, what you need. I, I like the fact that we give local folks an opportunity to sell their wares, whatever those wares may be. And, uh, again, contact information is so very important in all of this. So let's put out uh, uh, phone number I don't know if you want to put out, if there's a website, if there's a Facebook page, any of that good stuff. Um, for the farmer's market, I don't have a Facebook page for that yet, but it is in the working. You can always go on. I We set up a Max Creek community board for on Facebook. Right. Um, and again, our address is 52 Pavilion Circle in Max Creek. Um, and we're five miles from the ball field, um, so that's a good... Five miles west. Yes. Right off of Highway 54. <laughs> you can't miss it. Phone number or anything like that? Um, 651-724-8485. Uh-huh. 651-724-8485. You'll notice that's obviously not a local number. But uh, what the heck? Yeah. 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 
So uh, you've been doing. What are some of the uh, things that you've had? Uh, you mentioned a couple of the folks that have been out there. Uh, are there any other folks that uh, people might want to know about while we've got you here? Uh, what do you mean, other folks? In terms of people that are that are coming out and oh. uh, some of the things that uh, they're bringing with them. Yeah, um, I've only been there once now because I had to work the first one. Right. So my second one will be tomorrow morning. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you folks, and this is a great opportunity, again, to help support local folks doing their thing, whether it's uh, uh, eggs or honey, local honey, uh, and uh, a lot of other things, the great drinks that you mentioned. So it, uh, it sounds like a good time. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to come in and talk to us about it this morning, and you and Brad take care of yourselves. We're always thinking about you and praying for you. and. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a good time. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with uh, with who turns up. There's no fee for the vendors, so if you want to come out, maybe call Kim ahead of time. Let her know you're coming. If you need that phone number, I have it handy. So feel free to give me a call, and we'll make sure that uh, you get that information, and we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Ah, thanks so much for having me in today, Kevin. Kim, thank you so much. It's great to see you. It is uh, just about 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. We'll step aside, and we will have for you our top-of-the-hour information break, which includes local news from Stacy Johnson and the good folks at LakeExpo.com. How about some sports? The Chiefs are going to be playing in Germany this uh, next year, and uh, Chris Schneider will have more as we thank our friends from Lake TV for helping us out as well. You are listening to The Daily Show. We'll follow up our information break with our weekly get-together with Dave Maupin and take a journey among the dogwoods on King Radio. The Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, May 12th. School of the Osage will stay closed today as part of a continuing investigation into threats against the school. Wednesday, the district sent multiple communications to parents explaining it was aware of a threatening social media post that was circulating among some students. Then a second post directly referenced the school and campuses were closed Thursday. Law enforcement still investigating the threat and School of the Osage stated they would stay closed Friday out of an abundance of caution. Well, looks like another busy weekend at Lake of the Ozarks. Hot summer nights kicks off tonight on the Bagnell Dam Strip. All makes and models of cars, trucks, and motorcycles will line the strip and cruise around. You can add the Osage Beach Library to your list of finding that perfect gift for mom. That's right, a Mother's Day gift and craft bazaar takes place Saturday. It starts at 10 in the morning at the Osage Beach Library. And the Treasure Island Casino event to benefit Wonderland Camp is this Saturday afternoon at Jolly Rogers Grub and Grog. The Camden County Sheriff's Office is inviting all middle school students to apply to the week-long Junior Police Academy. It will take place Monday, July 24th through Friday, July the 28th with full and half-day activities. Students will be exposed to several different aspects of law enforcement, including crime scene investigation, radio communications, defensive tactics, and more. Applications are available under the Current Events section on the Camden County Sheriff's website. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Key Radio keeps you in the know as we make improvements to better serve you. 
Because many of you listen online, we've re-engineered our website. You get there on the web at keyradio.live or through our iPhone and Android apps, Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. From the app, click the www globe symbol to see our full site. There you can listen to live radio or call KB during the daily show or see our schedule. And don't forget that beautiful donate button. Then there are menus. Click News Weather to get your daily dose of what's happening. You can also drill down in the Key Radio link to learn all about your favorite shows, make a donation, or sponsor a show. You can also read Bill's blog and follow the social media links. And notice how we highlight our sponsors on each page. It's all at your fingertips, whether you have a laptop, tablet, or smartphone. It's all part of how Key Radio KEYK staff wants to serve you. Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Some high school baseball, believe it or not. We move into postseason play today. Eldon opens district tournament play. Eldon uh, with a very hot last couple of weeks. They are 18-10 and 10 going into the district tournament. Osage, not so good. They've uh, just been 6-16 six and 16 to this point. So the Indians open their district tournament play against Buffalo today. As for college softball, the Mizzou ladies lost in the second round of the SEC tournament, so they now await to see if they will be invited to the big dance. The MSU ladies are the number two seed, but they lost yesterday to Belmont in the quarterfinal round, so they are out of the tournament. They'll sit back and see if they get an invite to the big dance after winning 23 of their last 27 games, but probably doubtful the Lady Bears will get in. Major League Baseball, the uh, Cardinals open a series on the road in Boston against the Red Sox tonight. The Cards have struggled to start this season, just 13-25. and 25. Royals open a series on the road against the Brew Crew in Milwaukee today. NFL, the Chiefs are going to play in Germany this coming season. They will take on Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins on November 5th in Frankfurt, Germany. How about that? Of course, Chiefs, the reigning champions of the NFL, Super Bowl champs. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows and the classic game of the week every Tuesday and Friday night at 832. It is a classic matchup from local high school teams from over the years. you got to check it out tonight, 832 on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. Winter, spring, summer, or fall, Lake TV's got it all, including five local talk shows to keep you informed and entertained. You can also see local high school football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. And if you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook, be sure you do that too. Key Radio keeps you in the know. The Lake Area Woodcarvers Guild meets every third Monday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Community Christian Church in Camdenton. The meeting is open to anyone who wants to learn about wood carving artistry. For more information, call Doug Bibles at 573-286-1049 
or check the calendar at artsatthelake.com. This message brought to you by Key Radio, KUIK 89.3 FM. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. The key. Well, it is 9.08, and we're glad to have you with us on this Friday morning, getting ready for a lot of different things going on. I mentioned Hot Summer Nights. Kim Winterland was here talking about the farmer's market, so there are at least two things that you can add to your uh, list of weekend events. I don't know if it's busier during the week or if it's busier on the weekends around here because as of right now, things are always happening at the Lake of the Ozarks. We used to talk about the shoulder season. When I first moved here, it was like culture shock. I came here, I think it was in June in uh, the mid-'80s, and... Early in the day, you can get basically to where you're going. But in the afternoon, evening, the road, which Highway 54 used to be, for those of you who don't know, what is now the Osage Beach Parkway. And it was one lane in either direction in the suicide lane when I first moved here. And so I would get off work at 6 o'clock, and I I only lived uh, maybe three, four miles in the apartment complex that used to sit where Pruitt's Point is. And they picked that whole thing up and moved it down the road. I have never in my life, I guess, had to sit in traffic for like 45 minutes to an hour to go three or four miles. And it was just amazing. And and then after Labor Day, there was nothing. There was absolutely <laughs> nothing here. I mean, I, and I'm not kidding. I can't imagine how it was when the 54 ran right down the middle of the road. Yeah. That, that would have been crazy. Yeah, and it was just, you, you get to uh, Labor Day, and then, you know, there's big, long lines of traffic as far as the eye can see in either direction because everybody's headed back. But the next day, there is literally absolutely nothing in terms, I mean, there's a little bit of traffic, but nothing at all. Like you would traditionally see gridlock, you know. I mean, you want to talk about the L.A. freeway. Yeah, no, that sounds crazy. <laughs> we had our version of gridlock here at the lake on um, the busy weekends and then during the season. Memorial Day all the way to Labor Day, and then after Labor Day, it was just like you could watch the little tumbleweeds roll right across the road. I mean, these days, Camden does get some – they look like they get some traffic in the mornings. It looks like I've seen pictures of it. So, Well, you've got, you know um, – 
I guess a lot of people that are, you know, trying to go to Lebanon and people come from Lebanon. I mean, there's people that work all over the place, but on Fridays, traditionally on Fridays, it really gets pretty jam packed. And so now they're looking at expanding West 54 beyond the square. And I think that's going to be huge as far as getting people in and out and hopefully being able to move some more folks through the area because it can get pretty crazy once in a while. However, um, my gosh, it is a beautiful day at the lake, uh, even though we do have a little bit of rain, and that looks to be the uh, theme for the day. bit of a marginal risk for some severe weather today. Uh, most of that, if it does happen, is uh, probably going to be in northern Missouri. They're anticipating the possibility of some severe weather for folks in Nebraska and, as I said, possibly northern Missouri. Uh, but it could uh, dip down into central Missouri as well. Thunderstorms likely, high of 82, rain chance at about 95%. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight, a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. Hot summer nights is on rain or shine. We do that rain or shine. Starts at 5 o'clock. It is the second Friday of every month, May through September, 5 until 10. So come on down. Check out the historic and the beautiful Bagnell Dam Strip. Take a walk around with the family. Grab yourself something to eat. Check out the cars. And have a good time. Have Have a good time. Still hoping that at some point... Somebody buys that property up there, uh, right there on the corner, Rebel Arcade, batting cages, and on down. And and I think, you know, a lot of people have tried, but hopefully uh, someday uh, it'll all work out and everybody will be happy. Because I would certainly be happy to see that renovated. It just looks horrible just sitting there doing nothing. That's a big piece of land, too. I mean, it looks like it's quite a property. Yes, it certainly is. Uh, I believe the person who actually owned it, it is now in the hands of his children. And I think that there was uh, the the group that uh, originally uh, sprung up down there, Iguana, uh, they were going to buy it. The gentleman who has the uh, Springfield Armory, things like that. I don't know where it's at, but it would be nice to see somebody try and push that thing. 9.12 is our time, as you can hear and possibly see. Dave Maupin is joining us. Hello. And he is uh, back from his uh, trip to Fulton, Missouri. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm sure a lot of people have been to Fulton, but actually I was surprised when I talked to people I know. Uh, people I know from down here, a lot of, some of them did not know that the National Churchill Museum is in Fulton. Um, Churchill uh, was invited to give a speech at, I think it's Westminster College. I think that's the college there in Fulton uh, in like 1946. And that's the speech where he basically first uh, talked about the Iron Curtain. And and so it was a really important speech politically. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a result, they they basically established the Churchill Museum there. And it's a a pretty nice museum. I mean, it's got all, it's all about his life, got all these different displays. You can walk around. It's, It's kind of in a lower area. And, and then you can go upstairs, and there's a, a church that they moved from London to Fulton, and it's beautiful that they basically piece by piece built again, rebuilt, kind of like a London Bridge deal, right? right. They moved the London Bridge. They moved this church from London and rebuilt it in the in on top of the the Churchill Museum. So uh, it's pretty remarkable. There's also, I guess, an automotive museum in Fulton that I didn't know about. Um, we didn't get a chance to go there because we had to come back, but. Uh, but yeah, it's great. Also, the other thing about Fulton is it's got a great little downtown area with nice restaurants and uh, a little courthouse square you can walk around. And so it's kind of something you drive by, I think, when you're on your way to St. Louis. And uh, like I, we said, we talked about earlier, uh, 
you know, for me, Fulton's always had bad memories because being from Mexico, Fulton right. was our rival. So you would never caught dead in Fulton unless it was for a football game or something. Unless you just absolutely had to go there. If, if you couldn't ca- find it anywhere else. If your car broke down, maybe you would push it to to Holt Summit, you know, hoping to get it there. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's a, it's a great museum. And some interesting facts also that, and, you know, there's a kid down there that kind of explained a lot of the stuff to us. But what I didn't realize is, you know, they think of Winston Churchill being the prime minister of England. Well, he wasn't the prime minister of England at the time he gave the speech because right as World War II ended, he got kicked out of the office. So mm-hmm. he basically, you know, you hear all about this stuff where Churchill uh, carried England through World War II and, you know, all the speeches and rallied them. Well, by the end of the war, they got rid of him and they replaced him with somebody else. So uh, and I hadn't known that. I didn't realize that when Churchill was invited to uh, speak, he was actually kind of speaking as a private citizen, and he'd been asked to go there. People would wonder, why did he go to Fulton, Missouri? Well, Harry Truman was president at the time. Mm -hmm. Truman, obviously from Missouri, had personally kind of invited him to come speak at the college. So it was a big deal that he came and spoke at this small little college in the middle of central Missouri. So I thought it was cool. Getting there was probably half the fun. Yeah, I mean, I hope he had a good time. I mean, I'm sure he drank and smoked a bunch of cigars. Every picture you see of him, the guy's got a cigar in his mouth. Well, and I'm just thinking, you know, here he is probably accustomed to going to places like Washington, D.C. or maybe New York City or what have you. And then he ventures out into the Midwest. Right. And things start getting a little sparse for him, things that he would typically maybe have at his disposal. Uh, maybe not so much. No air conditioning, no. too. Like, if you watch the speech, there's some handkerchiefs, some heads getting wiped off with handkerchiefs in, in the, the crowd. But, yeah, so uh, it's kind of a cool little thing. It's a museum I think maybe some people don't know that we have nearby. It's mm-hmm. kind of a – and Fulton is kind of a great place to stop and get a meal and just go check some stuff out and visit a little bit. So we enjoyed it. Always driven by the exits. When you're coming back from St. Louis 70 to the 54 exit right there at Kingdom City and on down – and I've always wanted to go there. And so one day I just decided that's what I was going to do and, and, and spend some time there. And I thought it was a really neat place. And that's what's cool, and as is the case about a lot of different things. Um, you have the opportunity to uh, see all kinds of neat little towns around the state of Missouri. They're all over the place. Yeah, and Callaway County's kind of interesting. There's even one, there's an exhibit in there. So there were some Americans who fought for the British in World War II. They mm-hmm. went off and uh, were fighter pilots or whatever and volunteered. And I think they were called Eagle Squadrons. And one of them was from Fulton. And so he was a guy who signed up. He was like a lieutenant and flew. He actually died in the war. Uh, he was shot down or whatever. And uh, they have a certificate there for him signed by... Uh, the people of Fulton basically congratulating him for what he did. And they signed it. One of the things they said in there was from the kingdom of Callaway, which, uh, again, like, I don't know. Did you know the whole kingdom of Callaway story? No, I I believe it's in the civil war. Callaway County, uh, declared itself an independent kingdom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like that, (laughs) which I think I suspect might be why kingdom city is named kingdom city Mm. at the boundary right there. Um, but yeah, I read somewhere like that. Something Jim Jim would let me know if that's true or not. But uh, well, he uh, did check in and, and said good morning to both of us. Yeah, this morning, so, uh, so he might still be. So, on yeah, the I've horn. always heard that story that the, the Kingdom of Callaway was kind of its own little independent area during the war. They didn't really want to get much involved with any of it. So, and that was interesting because that certificate is signed like on behalf of the Kingdom of Callaway. Maybe they're trying to make it fancy because it was, the guy died for Britain, so they figured they'd throw in the Kingdom thing. But very good. That's it. Yeah, a little history, a little local local flavor. So we enjoyed it. It was a good trip. 
And you grew up in Mexico, but you never ventured into Fulton that often. Both my fam, both my parents are from Mexico. My yeah. whole family, for probably two two centuries, has been in that area, Audrain right. County. Um, never went to Fulton. No, like in fact, my dad's looking to move back to Mexico, and I said. Oh, well, you know, there's some nice, looking at real estate, I said, there's some nice places over in Fulton. He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't care if I have to live, you know, 20, 30 miles away. I'm not, I'll live anywhere, but I'm not living in Fulton. In the 40s and 50s, when this stuff was going hot and heavy, you know, both towns were kind of up and coming. And Mexico was a a bigger deal back then because they had the AP Green brick factories and all the refractories for the fire brick. Mexico was like a boom town. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Fulton was obviously the the closest competitor in size and scope. Uh, Nowadays, I think Mexico's probably a little lagging behind on the second lap. They're not, they're starting to fall back a little bit. They'll catch up. Yeah. They will catch up. Churchill met with Governor uh, for lunch first, had burgers, ham for first time. Churchill said, it is at this point that the pig has reached its highest point on the evolutionary chart. <laughs> yes, it is true about kingdom. Okay. Uh, seceded and never joined the union. There you go. And you got it straight from the professor. So now you know I'm not a liar because <laughs> Jim said it's true. Well, it's just nice to have that little yeah, a little stamp on there. Because I'm and, 90% of what I say is usually true. Usually. All right. Yeah. Uh, so a couple no. of things. I know I, get, I do a lot of uh, blogging and stuff, and I write about politics. And right. So I've got my Among the Dogwoods blog, and that's that's the only reason KB brings me on this show. Is because Not uh, really. I mean, you, <laughs> you tell some pretty uh, fascinating stories uh, from your days with the LAPD, too. The uh, So one of the things I want to talk about is it's been a big topic of discussion. It's the tunnel dam. Mm-hmm. And so the reason I want to talk about it is I wrote about this back in November um, when uh, Show Me Power first came, first came to uh, the meeting with the commissioners. And one of the things they were, they were discussing is they kind of wanted to partner with the county a little bit because they felt like if they got – and I'm going to paraphrase for them, but the guy speaking for Show Me, um, they felt that if they had some kind of deal or arrangement with the county or at least some kind of mem- – a memorandum of understanding or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that FERC would be more likely to accept the end result of, of what the project is going to look like. So there's been a lot of people talking about what's going on. And um, frankly, it hasn't much changed from when they first proposed the stuff in November. Um, I, I took a look at a lot of the documents that were attached to those invites that went out. And generally their comments based on the, from uh, basically, I'm going to give it a, a, a simple perspective on this. Show Me Power does not want to operate the power plant anymore. Only one of the turbines is working. Um, they took the other one offline instead of repairing it, and it's going to cost them a ton of money to fix and get the power plant. And even the, even then, I don't think it generates enough power for it to make them worth worthwhile for them. Right. So, uh, as a project, it's never some, was something I think that was a big money maker for them. Um, they, if I remember correctly from the November meeting, they've tried to sell that power plant to other companies. No one wants it. No one's willing to pay for it. So that's a done deal. Show Me Power is basically going to surrender their license to run the power plant because you got to re-up your license with FERC every so often, 20, 30 years, whatever it is. So they're surrendering their license. So that the power plant is, is gone. It's not going to happen. FERC is not going to give that license. And I've heard people say, we should have our own power plant or maybe the county. FERC is not going to give a license to run that power plant to anybody else. The only, the only options were either FERC is going to renew it or FERC was going to surrender it. And so they're, they're giving it up. 
So the question remains, what happens to the dam? And Show Me Power, at the meeting with the commission in November, gave three suggestions for what they would like to happen. And I'm going to give them an order of what Show Me Power appeared to be leaning towards. The first is keep the dam the way it is. It's the cheapest way for Show Me Power. They have to spend less money. They would come into some kind of arrangement with the county. And then Show Me Power said they would inspect it and, you know, check it out every once in a while and make sure that everything's okay. Um, so you got to trust them that they're going to do that. you got to also trust Show Me Power that they're going to be in business 10 years from now. Um, you're entering into an agreement with a company. Uh, what, always, what always happens with companies, you don't know that company's going to, what if somebody else buys it? What if, you know, and then they don't like this deal that Show Me Power made. Um, and then you're stuck with a dam that's basically just sitting there. Second deal is, I think they were talking about a spillway. Basically, it's like a medium select choice where uh, some water will flow through, but it's they're not going to have to take out the entire dam. And the third choice was remove the entire dam. Uh, the lake would drain, and it would basically just be the Niangua River running through the area. Mm -hmm. uh, so the downsides of that is obviously dam is creating the lake. So... Uh, without the dam, that lake's not there anymore because it's not a natural lake. Mm -hmm. uh, it's shallow in a lot of areas, and people bought properties out there with docks with the anticipation of being able to go out on their dock and go out on a boat. Well, guess what? <laughs> that dock's going to be about 50 yards away from the edge of the water right. if they drain that lake. Um, so, the, But the, that's, <laughs> it's a big problem because... Uh, I get it. People want to fish in, in fish. They want to fish in the lake. They mm -hmm. enjoy using it. Um, but but who's going to watch that dam? Who's going to be responsible for that? For that, you know, is that a greater danger than you got a dam that's slowly decaying and falling apart, and it's upstream from a bunch of people? Uh, when you look at the comments from all the other uh, agencies, like Missouri Department of Conservation, uh, DNR, they're all uniformly in favor of removing the dam. But that's always how they're going to be. The, the the you know those groups do not like dams they don't like them they would rather have the the river flow in its natural course and uh, the, you know they'll tell you that then the fish can get upstream and then you know they can breed and there's an argument if you like fishing that the fishing might be just as good or better if you don't have the lake right because you'll have fish will have more access to the lake for breeding and stuff like that well it is a pretty magnificent sight, and I think you got to see it the same way I got to see it. We took uh, a trip with Bill Mulder, and we oh, yeah. did a, uh, a shoot out there when I had the show over on Lake TV. And it's amazing the path that you have to take, the hills and valleys, and then you come around a corner, and boom, all of a sudden, there it is. And oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I understand why people like it. And, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a dog in this fight, you know. I'm just... It's, but, but people are throwing around stuff and talking about different things, like FERC is going to take over the the dam, and none of that's happening. FERC doesn't take over dams. That's not what they do. Um, they're the one that basically license these operators to run the dams. No one likes dams in the government. They all want to get rid of dams, mm -hmm. because for whatever reasons, uh, they're environmental. And you better, they're, better get rid of beavers, too, then. They want it to go back to nature. Yeah, right. They, right. Kill all the beavers, no more dams. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, so that's where it's at. So, um, so yeah, obviously, if you were Show Me Power, it makes sense. Like, if you had a choice between spending about a million dollars, basically, Show Me Power doesn't want to. If it was up to them, they would love it if they could just completely walk away from the dam and be like, "We're done, bye bye, enjoy." Um, that's not going to happen because they're responsible for it because they bought it or built it or whatever the history was. I think they might have inherited it with another company. Um, 
But yeah, so they're stuck with it. So if it was up to them, they would love to just be able to be like, let's just leave it the way it is and do because they. I think they estimated that demolishing the entire dam was going to cost something like twenty million dollars. Right. Because you can't just knock a hole in it. It's not like a dam like you you, you put in a creek when you're a kid when you and your buddies dammed up a creek. You can't just kick a hole in it and wait to see what happens. You know, I mean, it's like a big deal once that thing starts draining. Well, now apparently they had an open house out there on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Yeah, you know, I thought it was weird. Like, did you go? No, I didn't go. Oh. I had other meetings I had to go to but the other problem is they had it out there like they're trying to drum up support for the dam it would make a lot more sense to have it somewhere central i I mean having it at the dam i thought was kind of it is a little bit out there for people to get to so i just thought that was a weird choice they could have had it or maybe do one meeting out there and and have another meeting where you can have it at the courthouse or uh you know wherever somewhere where it's centrally located like mid-county fire or just have people come and meet because you're trying to get as many people who I, mean, I guess maybe the logic is that the people who enjoy the dam will go to the dam to, to for a meeting mm-hmm. as opposed to other people who don't know where it is. Well, when you go along there on Tunnel Dam Road and you stop and you look down on it, that's one thing. But when you actually come around and see it right there in front of you, it's uh, pretty spectacular. And then, of course, you've got that tunnel, the, the tunnel oh, yeah. back there that goes back in through and it's got all kinds of fun stuff uh, that lives in there. But Trolls. Trolls. <laughs> it's about that time. <clears throat> well, and, and this is a press release that Herb Brownell brought by, um, and it just says, Show Me is proposing that the dam, powerhouse, and Lake Niangua remain in place for the enjoyment of adjacent landowners and the public. State and federal resources agencies are advocating for and asking FERC to consider dam removal, which would drain Lake Niangua and establish uh, riverine habitat. That is correct. Yeah. That MMS, that thing by herb is the correct situation that yeah. stands now now i don't know if they're going to keep the the power plant there it's definitely not going to operate but yeah. uh, uh they're going to close it or lock it up obviously they don't want people climbing all over it and stuff uh will they seal up the dam the, the tunnel probably um just because they don't want water running through it they're going to have to shut that down right you know at some point so how they're going to do that is is up, up for debate because they you know they can't really leave it there because then there's liability what if someone drowns in the tunnel or tries to clump somebody's going to drink about half a case of beer and then try to go swim down the tunnel or something <sighs> you know there's that guy we all grew up with that guy <laughs> Yeah, well, I, 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 I might be sitting <clears throat> across from him right now i was just gonna say i know where <laughs> i know where he lives um when you go out there, you know, obviously there's the bank out there, and you can already see where people have set up, and they, they like to go out there. And on your way out there, when you go over that, there's some bridges and some other things that you, you have to traverse in order to get there. You know, families like to go out and just uh, maybe set up a little picnic along the shore, do a little swimming, do a little fishing, and that's uh, that's certainly going to be interesting. But it will uh, be one of those things that we, we listen to and, and pay attention to and follow uh, like you said, there's the dam, and then there's the uh, the houses that they have up above that, and then you go over, and they've got that uh, uh, system that takes you down to the power plant as well. So it's it's kind of an interesting uh, setup the way that they have it there. Yeah. And somebody decided maybe that would just be a nice little way for them to uh, be able to supply some power to some people. We'll see. Obviously, how this is all going to play out. We'll step aside here at the bottom of the hour. We've got our final break, our bottom of the hour break. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com has local news. Chris Schneider with Lake TV has a check of sports. And we're back to talk more with Dave Maupin and continue our journey among the, uh, the dogwoods right here on The Daily Show. I'm Keith.
I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, May 12th. School of the Osage will stay closed today as part of a continuing investigation into threats against the school. Wednesday, the district sent multiple communications to parents explaining it was aware of a threatening social media post that was circulating among some students. Then a second post directly referenced the school and campuses were closed Thursday. Law enforcement still investigating the threat and School of the Osage stated they would stay closed Friday out of an abundance of caution. Well, looks like another busy weekend at Lake of the Ozarks. Hot summer nights kicks off tonight on the Bagnell Dam Strip. All makes and models of cars, trucks, and motorcycles will line the strip and cruise around. You can add the Osage Beach Library to your list of finding that perfect gift for mom. That's right, a Mother's Day gift and craft bazaar takes place Saturday. It starts at 10 in the morning at the Osage Beach Library. And the Treasure Island Casino event to benefit Wonderland Camp is this Saturday afternoon at Jolly Rogers Grub and Grog. The Camden County Sheriff's Office is inviting all middle school students to apply to the week-long Junior Police Academy. It will take place Monday, July 24th through Friday, July the 28th with full and half-day activities. Students will be exposed to several different aspects of law enforcement, including crime scene investigation, radio communications, defensive tactics, and more. Applications are available under the current events section on the Camden County Sheriff's website. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. There is a saying that there is no free lunch, meaning there is a cost to everything, even when it appears to be free. Your free account on social media costs you invisible connections to companies trying to sell you stuff. So it is, even with Key Radio, because there are costs to bring you local programming, and we need your help to pay the bills. If you love our purpose, please donate. If you need to use advertising dollars, Key Radio can give you a promotional benefit of sponsorship underwriting. Key Radio features programs in every area of life, politics, business, family, entertainment, education, faith, and media. In Christian circles, we refer to this as the Seven Mountains. We don't relegate any of these subjects to once a week, and we seek content rooted in truth more than opinion. If you have a message to get across, contact Bill M. at OrionCenter.org to talk about how Key Radio can help. Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Some high school baseball, believe it or not. We move into postseason play today. Eldon opens district tournament play. Eldon uh, with a very hot last couple of weeks. They are 18 and 10 going into the district tournament. Osage, not so good. They've uh, just been 6 and 16 to this point. So the Indians open their district tournament play against Buffalo today. As for college softball, the Mizzou ladies lost in the second round of the SEC tournament. So they now await 
to see if they will be invited to the big dance. The MSU ladies are the number two seed, but they lost yesterday to Belmont in the quarterfinal round, so they are out of the tournament. They'll sit back and see if they get an invite to the big dance after winning 23 of their last 27 games, but probably doubtful the Lady Bears will get in. Major League Baseball, the uh, Cardinals open a series on the road in Boston against the Red Sox tonight. The Cards have struggled to start this season, just 13-25. and 25. Royals open a series on the road against the Brew Crew in Milwaukee today. NFL, the Chiefs are going to play in Germany this coming season. They will take on Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins on November 5th in Frankfurt, Germany. How about that? Of course, Chiefs, the reigning champions of the NFL, Super Bowl champs. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows and the classic game of the week every Tuesday and Friday night at 832. It is a classic matchup from local high school teams from over the years. you got to check it out tonight, 832 on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. We're introducing something new on Key Radio called Ozark's Voices. Express yourself anytime on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org and I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine. Hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to billm at orioncenter.org. That's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. And be a part of Ozark's Voices. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Many people don't know that the Bible speaks about dinosaurs, even though we use the names from those biblical descriptions. Consider behemoth, a term commonly used for really big things. We read in the book of Job's chapter 40, Behold behemoth which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. His strength is in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. His tail is like a cedar and the sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze and his limbs like bars of iron. He lies in the covert of the reeds and marsh. If the river is turbulent, he is not frightened. No one can take him with hooks or pierce his nose with a snare. I can imagine that passage describing an Apatosaurus or Brachiosaurus or Diplodocus, any of the large plant-eating dinosaurs who occasionally supported their weight in shallow lakes and rivers. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key.
Good day to be alive and live at the Lake of the Ozarks, 937. You are listening to The Daily Show. Some guests we've got lined up for next week include Dan Wass. Dan, of course, the author of the Good Gun, Bad Guy series, Second Amendment advocate. We'll also uh, be talking to Anne-Marie Bihaki. I hope to have Beverly vote on. Beverly is a huge advocate for breast cancer awareness and uh, supporting uh, those uh, folks who have dealt with breast cancer, I love talking with her. She is just uh, such a positive person in this world. Mindy Sales, who would normally be on on uh, on Thursdays, is going to be on in Dave's spot next week on Friday because Dave will not be here. Mindy has to go to uh, St. Louis <clears throat> for her annual kidney checkup. Make sure everything's uh, working well there. We hope to have uh, the presiding commissioner of Camden County on, Ike Skelton, as well. And then uh, one more week after that, and we'll uh, be doing other things, as they say. We'll be taking on some other projects. But uh, I certainly appreciate everyone taking the time to uh, listen in and join us. And, of course, we bring Dave in because his blog, Among the Dogwoods, is very popular. And sometimes, even if you subscribe to it, you may not have an opportunity to read it. But the thing is, is we can get you the play-by-play from the man who uh, puts it all together as he joins us on Friday's in studio here at SRG Financial Advisors with uh, Among the Dogwoods. Simple to uh, do. Just Google Among the Dogwoods blog, correct? Correct, sir. And uh, sign up for it, and you will get it uh, each and every time he, he puts it out. So anything fun and exciting in the last uh, week? I know we had some fireworks the week before. I don't know if you want to revisit that. I think it's pretty much uh, been <laughs> been established uh, what happened between yeah. a couple of uh, folks there at the commission meeting. Uh, that was a very well-read uh, article. I got a lot of uh, feedback on that one, mm-hmm. uh, the argument between Sheriff Helms and uh, Commissioner Gohagen. Um which they featured on, on Lake TV. It was so. on Lake TV, uh, Lake Expo also. I mean, both those uh, media sources were nice enough to contact me and ask if they could use the audio and transcript that I'd done for it. So I was happy to do that and anything, as long as they obviously let people know where it came from. So I appreciate rather than just stealing work when people will ask permission to well, do it the right way. Yeah, well, you're supposed to do that anyway. Yeah, so, but it doesn't always happen that way. No, it certainly uh, doesn't. I've seen some reports on, I won't point fingers in any media sources, but I have seen uh, reports about commission meetings that look suspiciously a lot like uh, the articles I wrote about the particular meeting, including using some of the same words, but that's in the past. Uh, but yeah, so that was, I, it's always kind of cool to see people uh, appreciating your work and, and you know, just getting more a little more publicity out there, make people a little bit more aware. I mm-hmm. thought Will Holtz did a great job on his Lake TV piece. You certainly did. I mean, he's really good in front of the camera, does an excellent job. Just, I, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, that's, be able to speak so naturally in front of the camera is really a, a gift. Well, I, I, I thought maybe that might be an avenue that you might want to go down, and I even asked you about that. i got I, a face for radio. I mean, that's definitely my thing. Well, welcome to the club. Nice, <laughs> nice to see you at the support group meetings. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but, yeah, I thought Will did a fantastic job, and hopefully there's more to come from that. But, yeah, yeah so that was cool. I, uh, but the, And that also just fed more readership. So that's that story was the most read story I've had since I've, I've started writing the blog, so that's well. Fireworks are going to happen once in a while, you know. Sometimes you're going to get uh, two different thought processes, but that was that was an extremely heated exchange, and 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 kind of rare for both of those individuals to get quite that vocal in that uh, kind of an arena. That would almost be something where I could see someone going to someone else's office and having a sit down and let's talk about things, and then it might get out of hand. But. Uh, 
uh, for it to happen at a commission meeting like that right in front of uh, you know other commissioners, other people in the county, certainly uh, citizens that were in attendance, uh, that has to be uh, an extremely interesting interesting take. However, you know, maybe uh, you know with certain things uh, you get some blowback, the pressure starts to build, and uh, no telling where the, the cork's going to come out of the bottle. Yeah, I mean, Sheriff Helms sometimes does have a, a little bit of a temper. I mean, he's yelled at me before. I, I laughed at it because I don't work for him, so I don't have to worry about it. Like, if, if you're working for him, it's probably not fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, he, you know, I found that when he got mad at me, he was real nice the next day, and I think he felt bad about it. And uh, uh, I think my feeling for this was that... Uh, Sheriff Helms was not actually angry about what the commission was actually discussing. I think he, I had the feeling he was angry about another issue and kind of came into the meeting mad already. And I think he kind of said as much during the meeting that it was something else that was bothering him. So, I, I mean, part of it is I think, you know, he's, as he said in the meeting, he's been in law enforcement for a long time. He wants to be able to run his department and maybe doesn't appreciate when people are asking questions about how things are being done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is kind of their job because otherwise, why are you bringing it to them to sign? You know, and we talked about this last time. If you're bringing a contract and you say the commissioners need to sign off on it, well, I mean, I think they get to ask some questions about it. If otherwise. At least read it anyway. Yeah. yeah. If they have questions, they're going to ask them. But yeah, so it did kick off so quickly. And we did talk about this last time, so I don't want to belabor it. But, sure. But it kicked off pretty quickly, to, which gave me the impression that there was something other than what we were actually discussing that right. was upsetting them. So, but it was good. Great, great for me. I mean, great for business when, when in the political blog writing business. You got to get a couple of sponsors on your blog. You don't. Yeah, that would that would. Def- then I think, yeah, you know, I, I I lose money on every article I write. So how do I make profit? Volume. That's mm-hmm. the secret. Just write more articles. There you go. That's all it takes. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, anything that's new and exciting. Obviously, there have probably been some meetings within we, the last week. We did. So uh, it might have been mentioned. I don't know. You have Icon every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> the uh, they're going to be moving back in the courthouse. Right. So that's the good news. Mm-hmm. That They've got it all cleaned up. And maybe that shows that if the commission just hires local people or good companies, we don't need to hire a big contractor to do these projects. We can probably just sub these things out ourselves and get them done a lot quicker. And you can do it in more of a style where maybe it's uh, less evasive and you don't have to clear as many people out or maybe in some cases even clear anyone out. They can work around them and do it in phases where like if, uh, let's say, for example, let's just use carpeting. You want to throw down some new carpet? There's probably a way that they can do that where they could almost come in overnight, maybe move some desks around and things that are in the way, put the carpet down, put the desks back, and, and, and move on where people don't have to you know, be out of the office, which inconveniences the workers, but I think more importantly, inconveniences people as far as you know, maybe they don't know about what's going on, just so happens they haven't you know, had access to all the information about what's been happening as far as renovations and the like. And it just makes it easier for the citizens, and that's uh, basically the whole point. Yeah, I mean, the, the real project was to fix the roof, and then it kind of ballooned into I think the problem is that the, they took so long to fix the roof that it ended up ruining the walls. But in the end, you know, honestly, they were going to have to uh, get rid of the asbestos and the lead paint. It was Eventually, that was going to have to be done, so who knows? Maybe it's for the best that it all got finished up. So uh, there was a meeting on May 9th. We had a commission meeting. And it's going to be interesting going back to the courthouse because I imagine now they're going to have, like, the metal detectors up and the deputies there when, like, right now what we're doing is we're all walking in the commission office, no metal detectors, no nothing, and sitting down at a table around a, a 
dining room table, basically conference table with the commissioners. And now we're going to be like going back to, okay, now it's all security again. We're going to have the metal detectors and everyone go back to the way it was. So speaking of that, the uh, reporter from the Lake Sun, Jordan, got her visitor's pass, uh, which kind of hurt my feelings because like... It took me months to get mine, and they talked about it for like four seconds, and the sheriff's office was like, oh, yeah, of course we'll give her a visitor's pass. And I was like, okay, that was kind of quick. <laughs> I was like, don't, you don't think we need to discuss this a little bit more? Like, I mean, do we really know who Jordan is? Like, can we trust her with a visitor's pass? And I want you to know that there is quite a bit of sarcasm in what Dave is saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> so don't don't tell Jordan that Dave was questioning her I, her legitimacy as a as a journalist. I, I did comment like afterwards that when they did I said, "Well, that was pretty quick process." <laughs> I think I, I think people would have been surprised if you would have sat there silently and said yeah, nothing. I know. I think everybody expected everyone when she got it, everyone looked at me like, "Hmm." <laughs> I can tell they were already looking at me. So I had to say something. But yeah, she deserves a visitor's pass probably. I'm probably more dangerous than she is. So, um, so there was another discussion. Actually, it's interesting. My neighbors came to this meeting and they were talking about their property tax because we talked about this before about late fees on property taxes where people move into the county, buy a property. They think they're closing. They pay their property taxes when they close. You know, your, com- your title company is saying, oh, here's how much you owe, blah, blah, blah. They don't get a bill mm-hmm. at the end of the year. So they're assuming, okay, cool. Our property tax is paid off. And then they get a late bill in March saying it's late. You owed this much, say it's $3,000, and you're going to pay $550 in late fees off that. And then, they, of course, the second they find out about it, they pay it because they didn't know. They thought they'd paid it at closing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, they were. my neighbors were basically just talking to the commission saying, is there a way that we can like not pay the late fees? Because our mailman, like we, we get about 80% of our mail in our area. <laughs> For a while, for a while, I think our mailman just didn't come to work. Like he just quit or something. So people would have to go to the post office and get their mail. Right. Um, so yeah, it's not real reliable. So it's not like through sleet, through rain. It's not. We're not getting that kind of service all the time. We're just hoping it's a sunny day, and the mailman remembers to take a right and come down our street. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, that that was their point, and but it came out. So everyone started talking about it, and, and initially, I think the the assessor's office and some of the county employees were concerned because you know they they wanted to be clear. Hey, it's not our fault, and it really wasn't about whose fault it was. Right. I don't think they were trying to blame anyone, mm-hmm. but they were just like, is there a better way we can do this? Because like, how are we supposed to know? And I guess the way it works in Missouri is that they say, hey, it's your responsibility to to call up and. Just, I guess, in December, and be like, do I owe more property tax than I thought I did? I mean, I've never heard of a place where you'd have to do that, but uh, I guess that's expected here. So uh, it turns out that it looks like by statute the commission can't even uh, waive late fees. So that's the end result. There's some uh, reasons why you can do it, like if there's a death, I mm-hmm. think, or there's one deal if you're like military service, active duty, and you're on active duty or deployed or something for six months or something like that, there's, a, there's something where they can uh, uh, waive your abate. I think they call it abating the taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, it didn't sound like there was anything the commission could really do. So my neighbors gave it their best shot and didn't work out. Like everything else, if it is related to someone's passing, make sure you have a copy of the death certificate. Right. That's like, it's a biggie. Yeah. Yeah, it's just just because you said that, you know, and Harold, our uncle Harold passed away. Got to have a little proof. 
<laughs> you're like, yeah, it's terrible. This is a great service. Uh, anyway, can I get a copy of the death certificate? Because we got property taxes. <laughs> I know this might not be the right time to ask. No, being tactful uh, <laughs> is 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 everything. It makes service. all the sense in the world. <laughs> it's a great service. Now I'm gonna need a copy of that death certificate. <laughs> Okay. Oh, can I just take this down the Kinkos? I'll be back in a minute. All right. So uh, so that was that. That was my neighbors. Um, let's see. Then they're going to they're gonna sell some properties. So the county has a couple of properties they want to sell. I think uh, one of them is a, a lot across from the, uh, the gas station that's a bittersweet, that little, uh, that little shop mart or whatever that is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a property across the street from there they want to sell. And I believe one of them is the Greg Hasty memorial parking lot across that's over by the amphitheater that giant county parking lot that greg mm-hmm. said somebody was going to pay him two hundred fifty thousand dollars would pay him two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that lot so we'll see i guess what it comes in i'm, I'm waiting eagerly to find out if that parking lot appraises at two hundred fifty thousand dollars so uh but that's one of the ones they're going to sell so they're looking to, to decide how they want to sell it and uh they're going to i think they're going to try to sell it by auction to auction it off so they're going to do a request for bids out to various auction companies to see who who wants to handle the auction, like I guess what percentage they would take, mm-hmm. that kind of deal. Well, last night was the first concert of the year at Oz- <clears throat> excuse me, at Ozarks Amphitheater. I wonder if they used it. They said they, said they don't need it. Mm-hmm. I think when Tom Abbott was in, uh, <laughs> they got overshadowed a little bit by the argument between the sheriff and Gohagen. But uh, he was at that meeting, and I think they were talking about the fact that they, they're fine with the, they ex- I guess they expanded their existing parking mm-hmm. lot, so they're not going to need to use that. So. James says loss of records due to flood or fire, serving overseas, in the military, and death. There you go. There you go. Well, that's what I was I was going to turn to my neighbors when they said the death part and be like, well, there's your solution. Just one of you is going to have to bite the bullet. And <laughs> She's going to trust, wow. trust, trust. <laughs> did you just not hear me say the part about being tactful? <laughs> did, did, I mean, it's not the easiest solution, but I think it's an ironclad <laughs> $500. I mean, $500 is a lot of leaf fees. I don't know. Just got to ask Well, yourself. he's not busy riding among the dog, which you can see him on uh, right. Saturday nights at uh, at the Improv. Order the veal. Or, don't forget the veal. <laughs> be good to your bartenders and servers and don't forget the veal. That's right. I'll okay. be here all week. Okay. So, uh, and so Jenny was there. So Jenny started asking questions about how they're going to do it. You know, she's, uh, Jenny Wall um, wanted to know, I've used the correct last name there. Very proud of myself. Um she was. She basically was saying, like, how are you guys going to put it out for bid? It was asking a lot of questions about that. Um, don't just put it in the paper. Like, let's see, like, actually put together a bid package, and that way you can make sure that the, the different auction companies are kind of making similar bids to mm-hmm. each other, the whole uh, comparing oranges to oranges as opposed right. to getting some bids that are way out there, and so you, it's tough for you to compare which ones are better. Um, so that went back and forth a little bit. Uh, and then that was it. Oh, we're coming out with a tax sale publication. So... Uh, it, who's going to who's going to do the publication for the tax sale? They're going to go with the Lake Sun over the Reporter because I guess the Lake Sun is cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Jordan wins again. Lake Sun gets that bid. So gets the bid and the visitors pass and the visitors pass. It's all it's all turning up roses for the Lake Sun. Win, place, and show. <laughs> Oh, did I tell you Monica picked the winner for the uh, Kentucky Derby? Kentucky Derby. She I missed it uh, and I was extremely upset. Um. We have another uh, side note to what you were talking about. When a property is sold, the buyers do not pay for their taxes at that time. The seller pays their share at that time by giving a credit to the buyer. The buyers are always made aware 
the tax bill will be their responsibility at the end of the year. Some people do forget the system is antiquated for sure. So people who aren't used to that particular process probably don't understand how it works. And, who, who posted and that? Stacy Shore. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought maybe it was the tax assessor. I thought it might be Marty posting it. He's, had, he's said enough about this. He doesn't need to talk about this anymore. Well, it is certainly something that uh, people need to be aware of. So uh, as we sit here and talk about it and uh, poke a little fun at it, it's probably something that's worth asking about anyway. Well, it's interesting because what happened to someone I know, I'm not saying it's me, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you get a, a notice in, I guess you get a notice in the mail from the tax assessor that says, how much did you sell your house for? Mm-hmm. A letter. And uh, for me, it was nice because the guy came by, told me from the tax assessor's office, said, most people write zero in there. Like, how much did you pay for your house? They write zero. He goes, I recommend you just throw it away. Some people will write in there how much they sold their house for. And I think if you do that, they will then reassess your house, oh, that value. Nice. Because um, they're not allowed to check the MLS for the values. Because uh, what's interesting is, you know, someone, not saying this is me, who lives next to these people had a similar situation where uh, built a house that first year uh, at the end of the year, I had a, not me, mm-hmm. the person had an impound, an escrow account that had a large amount of money in it that was supposed to have been paid towards property tax. So that person inquired of the bank, why is this money still here? And they said, oh, because... They, they didn't reassess you. It's just the values, you're paying the land value, so mm-hmm. you have like three grand left in the account. We're gonna give you back the surplus. It was only the next year that they, they actually assessed it at that higher value. These neighbors, it was different. They closed in Jan, mid-January, and then they were reassessed that same year. And so where they thought they were gonna pay the, the lot price, they actually paid the, the finished construction price for the property tax. Right. Whereas this mysterious neighbor to them who is not necessarily me, because I don't want to pay any past property taxes, um, did not have to pay that. So that's weird, right? I mean, I would not have even known that, again, not me, I would, that person would not have even known that, that their property tax hadn't changed, except I noticed my escrow, my impound account still had the money in it that was supposed to go to, towards property tax, and that made me suspicious. Like, why is all this money still sitting there? It's not you, but your escrow account had that money in it? Were you holding it onto no, it for somebody else? Told, this person told me about their escrow. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, so yeah, but that's my point. One house closes in, in mid-January. Mm-hmm. That house next door closes in early April. Uh, one house gets reassessed at the value, the, the, the finished value, that mm. same tax year. The, the house next door does not until the following year. Right. That's weird. And it, I think it's based on the fact that someone filled out that form and turned it in. Because I don't think people were driving down the street looking at the houses and saying, oh, that one's going to, I don't know if they do that. So that's it. Maybe Stacy can explain that to me. But. Well, I'm glad we got a little clarification in there. And uh, Whoever this person is, they did okay on their, their property tax that year. <laughs> Mystery man. Dude, you've already, or a woman. You, you, you've, already, you've already stepped in it. No, that's it. No, we got to edit. Let's <laughs> you, go back. You've already stepped in it. <laughs> Let's take it out. Let's edit it out. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well. Win some, lose some. You got to remember that sort of stuff when you're uh, when you're talking. However, uh, we've got uh, any other meetings that you uh, you covered? That was it. That's it, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I've got my uh, my copies here of Among the Dogwoods. Uh, they and here's what I <clears throat> I don't understand why it ends up in my promotions file on my uh, my email. But I guess it doesn't make any difference as long as I get it and lets me know that it's there. So that's the most important part of it. Uh, so you're uh, you're going to take some time off next week. Any big plans? 
It's our anniversary. Oh, very nice. So, going uh, go to a Cardinals game, Dodgers-Cardinals. Oh. Should be fun for Dodgers fans. I'm expecting a lot of Dodgers fans at the uh, Cardinals game. Your wife is a Dodgers fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. We both are. Yeah, and Cardinals. Oh, are. that's right. You are, too. I forgot that. Cardinals are terrible this year, so it should be a lot of fun for Maybe it'll be like the Blues. Remember when they came on in January just before the Stanley Cup and were uh, able to... We're able to pull it together. I don't think so. Not the, well. The Cardinals did have done that a couple years in the past too, but it's not this year. I don't think so. Their pitching staff is really bad. It always seems like when it comes to the Cardinals, the biggest issue they have is their pitching. I, I every year that I would hear, you know, listen to them talking about why the Cardinals aren't doing well, or they're they're in a slump, or they're having you know some some problems. It seems like. Uh, Seems like they always center around pitching, never the hitting. Well, you know, but, traditionally they were had good pitching staffs, you know, under Whitey and everything. Like they uh, had strong starting pitching and good relief, good closers, and not anymore. But the other one I saw was uh, they had a Kansas City Royals player. I saw some a shot of him was out on the field in uniform, throwing up on the field. I was like, yeah, he's playing for the Royals. Of course he's throwing. Up. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Like, look at the, come on. The views expressed by the guests are not necessarily those of the staff and management of, of uh, Key Radio. They're on the west side. All the Royals fans are on the west side. Yeah, but they don't have far to go to get to the east side, Dave. <laughs> Just remember that. Make sure your vehicle is running when That's you right. when you make that comment. I remember, and, and the Cardinals still, they don't have a pitcher anymore who when he doesn't do well, he goes and he sticks his hand in, hand in a fan. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Joaquin yep. Andujar did that? Yep. yep. Stuck his hand in the fan. Yeah, see, like pitchers uh, like that, they had great pitchers like Tudor. They had uh, Tudor and all those guys. And they've always had strong pitching staffs, but nope. And without pitching this year, in baseball this year, is pitching is pretty dominant. So I think if you don't have a good staff, you're doomed. So what you're relying on this year, essentially, if you're a sports fan in St. Louis, is the Battle Hawks. Oh, yeah. Who is it, the USFL? Are they US? That's USFL or is that XFL? The, uh, XFL. Is that XFL? No, no, no. Whatever. But they've got a good quarterback. They've, uh, they've got, like, the kid from Alabama. Mm-hmm. McCarron, I think is his name. A.J. McCarron, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I, I watch a little bit of it because, you know, they got special rules and everything. I guess hockey's still going. They've got hockey playoffs. So. Basketball. Few things like that. Yeah. Well, listen. Happy anniversary to yep. to you and Monica. Thank you. And I hope everything goes well and you enjoy the uh, Cardinals uh, game and they pull out a rare win. We'll enjoy the Dodgers game. It'll be okay. good. Thank you so much. Okay, folks. We're back in the areas Monday morning at eight a.m. Have a great weekend. I'll see you tonight at Hot Summer Nights on the beautiful and historic Bagnell Dam Strip, eighty nine point.